Anchor, Anchor, Anchor. This is the best platform to use for podcasting. They have everything that you need in one place. If you know me, then you know that I'm not tech savvy. I didn't know how to record. I didn't know how to edit. I didn't know how to do anything. But Anchor is so simple and easy to use. And you can make money. So if you are a podcaster or thinking about creating a podcast, Anchor is the way to go. If I didn't have Anchor, there wouldn't be a Disaster Dating 101 podcast. Right now, download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey ladies, I know you guys love, love, love clothing that makes you feel good. Make sure you check out the luxury African-inspired clothing brand Rayma, based out of Toronto. Order today at www.rahyma.com. Use discount code podcast101 and save 15%. I love this brand and I know you guys will love it too. Again, that was www.rahyma.com. Check it out and save on your next order. Now I got to prepare for my little man's birthday tomorrow. So. Yes. Oh, dang. I forgot to send the label. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. He'll be back. I'll, I'll probably send him overnight with the Amazon with man. The <laughs> so I said, Natasha, send me something. Tell her I said thank you. I said, no, tell her thank you. Get the gift. All <laughs> right, Juan, how was your weekend? It was cool. I, I just relaxed. I, you know, my weekend is... um. My weekend is dedicated to one sleeping to there's no more sleep in my body. Um, like the only days I get to do that. Um, and it, then it was like wet, moist all weekend. So I ain't really want to do nothing. I had a, <laughs> when the pressure drops, I get these terrible migraines. So I just, you know, one day I just ain't do. And nothing. when the it's a lot of I can just lead in so many different ways. This. I, I left all those alley oops for you. See, you did. Before you, you were on tomahawk home, you know what I mean? That, that's a good one. So I, I had a productive weekend. I was up in Jersey and Philly with the kiddos. So while I was sitting around the house, Damn I decided. <laughs> yes. Back Camden, on that again, huh? Shout out to Camden at what? Originally 609856, you know, Ooh. out there. Shout hey, out to Philly. Shout out to you for making that drive it. 4.30 in the morning too like god yeah, right? she's a <laughs> yes, yeah, I called her yeah. and was like did you make it safe I was like are you sleeping I just got smiling but like if you looked at the pictures tightly like her hands are still gripping the third <laughs> wheel real tight like she's stuck in the car like it was I like that girl yeah, get out of the car next Hold on, but let me let me make my announcement real quick. So while, oh, I, was yeah, sitting, we yeah, while I was sitting there, I got on the computer, you know, I was like, let me try this whole iHeartRadio thing again. Because before when I tried to submit to iHeartRadio, they never responded back. Right. So this time when I submitted the information for the podcast, it said, oh, available in 24 hours. I said, oh, okay. So Ooh. then I was like, let me try Amazon Music and let me try Audible. And Great. so Disaster Dating is now available on iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Audible. Yeah. Oh. Hey. You, know, you know those old heads listening to those Audible you know, you can check out our. <laughs> <laughs> now I got like five more hashtags to put on. <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's actually more. We're streaming on at least, I think, 10 or more platforms. I just you know, named that's the. Dope. That's dope. Yo, you know what? I was I was watching this thing today, and the guy was like, he was answering, like, I guess, questions from people who, who ask him stuff. And the first question was, do you have any advice for anybody starting a podcast? And the first thing he said was, you know, everybody always say, start it, start it, just start it. Mm -hmm. But his answer wasn't just start it. It says, be committed to give 100 episodes straight. 
mm-hmm. right? 100 episodes straight. And they don't have to be the most liked, watched, clicked on, but be able to just say, I can do 100 episodes straight. And I'm oh, like, let's do it. So on that let's note, are you guys ready? Let's do it. Ready. Let's do All it. All right. Welcome to Disaster Dating 101. I'm Natasha Renee. I'm Robin Brion. And I'm Antoine. Come join this disastrous journey where we talk about our dating horror stories, real issues, and how we can work through these issues in today's society. And today's episode is Growing Growing Pains. Talking about that struggle, love. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right. So this episode came from our bonus episode. Bonus, so you guys. Yes, Man. bonus. We got you know, like that you secret. Know black secret. folks love bonuses and stuff, right? <laughs> that secret track <laughs> that you, you know gotta find on the give CD. Give me an extra chicken finger at the joint, and I'm like, yeah, thank you. Yes. Too. So, you guys, we have a bonus episode. So, when we recorded with Melvin, we went on live and we did a extra episode. It is available on my Facebook, but I know you guys don't follow me on Facebook, and I will not accept you on Facebook because it is my private Facebook. <laughs> So you can actually find that episode on YouTube. So this is part two of that episode. And Twan actually at the end of that episode was preaching. He shared some gems and some jewels. Made you want to say hallelujah. It was a full sermon. So what made me seem smarter than what I am? (laughs) (laughs) That's not going to happen more forward. So you guys have to go on YouTube. It will be available on the day that this episode drops. So this episode will drop on, um, you know, the streaming platforms. But that bonus episode is only for YouTube. Only for YouTube people. YouTube people only. Like, subscribe. Yeah. Subscribe. Notifications. So, like I said, this is Growing Pains based off of that. And you actually mentioned Growing Pains in there, and that's why I kind of wrote it down. Um, We were talking about relationships. Can you kind of, if you remember, Twan, or do you not remember? I mean, that's walking me back through it. You know, I smoke a lot of pot. (laughs) 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 Like, let's be honest. It was was talking about the relationship and letting it go. And when you knew it was, like, over. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... um, just a small recap, you know, I I met a I met a wonderful person in a, in a part of my life where I wasn't prepared for her. And, you know, through ups, downs, left, rights, laughs, cries, tears, pain, joy, five years later, um, we weren't any closer than when we started. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's funny, like the whole time we were together, I always said to myself, <clears throat> the day she's the day she's done, I got to deal with it. The day she's done, I I I I I own it. it. I I ran her off, but then when she did, I couldn't let her go. You know, what I'm saying she had put so much energy into me. She had put so much awareness into me. She she forced me to be better. She forced me to consider therapy when I was adamant against it. She forced me to, and I don't want to say forced, but she forced me to accept that these are things that I needed to 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 be better, to live better, to feel better. And then that just made me want to hold on to her more because she stripped me of all armor that I had and I had nothing left. And when I was down to my bare bones, when I was my, my authentic and ultimate self, she didn't want no more parts of me. And I, and I was addicted by that. And mm-hmm. I did everything possible to try to hold on to that feeling. And it pushed her further and further away. It pushed our friends in all in different directions. People pick sides. Um, and it it just ended horribly when it didn't have to. Um, but I, I thank her for all of that. And when I said that she saved my life, I really do mean that. Because at that point, <clears throat> if most people don't feel know what rock bottom feels like, you know when you're there. Yeah. And at that moment, and I'll be total buck with you. It was a it was a weird St. Paddy's Day. And we were leaving the spot that we usually go to. All of our friends were there. It wasn't a most, it wasn't my best outing. You know, we got into it a couple times and and you know, I was really projecting this missing feeling, and she was not acknowledging that. You know, she was not 
she was making me feel crazy. But she was, but she knew she was, but she was still making me feel crazy. And it just ended bad. And then I just ended up leaving. And as I'm walking, I'm walking home now. And this is nowhere near me. If you know, if you know the DMV, I live in PG, Maryland. We were all the way by Union Station. So I'm not even nowhere home. Um, but I'm walking back to my car, which is at her house. And by the time I get to the side of Union Station going down Second Street, I literally dropped to my knees and started crying. I couldn't oh, wow. breathe. I couldn't talk. I don't know what the fuck was going on with me. I was like, this, this doesn't feel normal. And it was at that moment I was like, I need change. And I've always preached to other people, be the change you want to be. So if there was change I was screaming for, it was obviously the changes that I needed to make. And yeah, it was it was some tough conversations with myself um after that. Um and then even even in that instance, that was still in me holding on to her. Like that that day, the days after that was a was the beginning of me trying to hold on to her, but me at the same time feeling like I gotta make some type of change. And then when I we when we finally separated, when I find when I okay, no, when I finally let go, when I finally let go, then everything that I had been putting on. I had I had put off I had to address because that was the only way I was going to feel better. Like mm. I could I, as so many people that I talked to during that time and I confided in people that can can say damn this nigga Twan was was like broke. I would go around certain people and they would look at me like I was a crackhead like nigga is you okay? Mm. Um because it was the first time I I was also dealing with emotion. Mm. You know, I was allowing myself to feel and one of the reasons I pushed her away was because I spent five years devoid of emotion. And now all of a sudden I'm pouring too much of that shit on her. I'm waterboarding her with my emotions. And that, that wasn't good. That wasn't good at all. Um, but I guess the growing pain in that is the happiness that I found on the other side and the person, the better person I am because I went through that and because I had her in my life, um, you know, and that's shit. Like if you don't learn anything, then you're just going to forever be lost. No, I, I, I definitely agree with that. I know when my ex and I, when we broke up, that's when I grew up. That's when I mm -hmm. knew like I can no longer date like this because like you said, you hit rock bottom and I'll, I know it was different moments for us in my relationship. And it was two moments for me with me and my ex is when Mother's Day hit. And um, we were at the house. The kids were up in Philly. And, and I don't know how the conversation either before Mother's Day. And he just went on about not getting me something for Mother's Day. And I'm like, why are you like really like telling me this? And he kept going on and he's like, you know, I don't need to get you anything. And I think at that time we had already, we weren't even sharing the same room at that time because we had gotten to a fight. I found out that he was messing with somebody else, but I still like wanted to stay because I didn't want people to know that I failed. Like, you know, mm -hmm. that we moved in together, you know, both of us were on the <laughs> lease. It wasn't like I moved in with you, you know, we got this place together our kids were, you know, we're getting the rooms together for the kids. And this was my first time actually moving with somebody with both my kids. Mm -hmm. So that was, you know, a big step for me. And so anyways, Mother's Day come and he has these flowers on like the the table and I read them. And he's like, these were for your mother. And I'm like, why are you like so like, why are you like this? Like, yes. Why are That's you letting me know that up. you don't have to give me something for Mother's Day? But you got these for my mother who passed away. So you're trying to like make me feel happy, but then make me feel bad at the same time. And he would just go on like that whole day. He was just going on and on and on. And I remember I just sat on the steps and I broke down like, why am I with him? Like, I don't like you. I'm not attracted to you. So why? But that big, big thing was when my sister passed away um about two years ago it's been about two years and she passed away the day before my birthday and 
he knew that she had passed away. He didn't give me anything for my birthday, which is fine. We weren't sleeping in the same bedroom, which was fine. But I'm like, there should be some type of sympathy or something. Like all this argument and, you know, should just chill. Nah, he texts me and is like, can you get some hangers for such and such? Because she's deployed and we're trying to send her a care package out. And I want to know if you can grab some hangers from... <laughs> Your hangers, mind you, he got hangers too, but he wants me to grab my hangers. He asked for like baller ass hangers. hangers and shit. Like he asked for like turtleneck hangers or nothing. Like no, he just asked me to grab some hangers out I'm of like, my wire. closet and get wire them for him. Oh, no. So I'm on the phone with my sister, and I was like, "This nigga just asked me for some hangers," and we sitting there trying to figure oh. out how I'm getting up to Cleveland because my sister died. Do you know he came in the house and fussed at me? Because I didn't get him hangers and I snapped. I was like, my sister just passed away. And it was a tragic twine. It was tragic. Like my sister died in a house explosion. So it's like my sister passed away and you asked me for some damn hangers. Like you really are. Can we take, really a, therapy wow. real quick? Can we take no. a therapy moment real quick? Real quick. Real quick. Oh, because okay. I was about to bring us in for real, a real, real, Hold on, real quick. She got it. First of all, how long ago how long ago was that? That she passed? This, I, I think it's been two years now. How are you? Yeah. That that's so I've dealt with Robin has had the therapy session with me. So brief therapy session for you guys. And I don't I don't mind sharing because I feel like somebody out there, you know, when they say that people have had it bad, but there's somebody who's had it worse. So I've dealt with a lot of tragic death. My stepfather died um when I was like 12 or 13 in a explosion. Then two years after that, my mom died from cancer and a couple of years from my sister dying, my brother actually died. Um, it was tragic. Also, uh, his girlfriend ran him off the cliff. So that's what I know when I know death. So as much as it's heavy, I'm kind of numb to it. We're not normalizing that shit, though. And we're not. We're not. Yeah. We're definitely we're not normalizing not. that shit. But when I say, "Are you okay?" Because sometimes I've gone through therapy, I have. There's triggers and you know dates mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And no, um, it's more for my mother than anything. I've noticed with my little sister, sometimes it gets hard with her because um, she was mentally challenged and mm -hmm. she was on drugs when it happened and. I feel like sometimes that like it could have been avoided. Mm -hmm. So I, I do feel some type of way about that one. So one of the things that I'm noticing in this, this storyline is, and I, I've been guilty of it is, is that, <clears throat> you know, women do prefer a man who's in tune with his emotion. Yeah. yeah. The flip side of that coin though, is a guy who knows how to manipulate emotion. Yeah. Yes. That's it. So here you were in a vortex of it. Yep. Because, oh, it, it gets worse because yep. even like, like I said, we're arguing back and forth. And then all of a sudden, mind you, this is me going through something painful. He knew at that time that it was over. He knew that I was kind of talking to somebody, but he didn't have the proof. And he, he started sending me text messages the next month saying like, if I don't return home, please donate my clothes. Uh, please, oh, please, 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 yeah, please but let my mom know that I'm okay. He started telling me that people was threatening him on his Facebook that I was talking to, which I knew wasn't true. Cause I was like, that's, I was like, that's a whole charge. I was like, let's go to the police station. Let's do this. He's like, nah, nah. And then what, he was at home and I went to a party and he had took money out the joint account for some reason. It was my money. So I'm like, I didn't argue with him. I was like, we'll talk about it. It's the weekend. I said, it's nothing I can do right now. It's the weekend. We'll talk about it when I get home. Sure enough, I get home because he kept texting me. And when I got home from the party, it was in August. I came right in. I said, if, if you aren't sick in the hospital, or if it ain't about bills, do no. I said, no. I said, if it's not about bills and it's not about this house, do not text me for any reason. And then that's when he said, so if I want to commit suicide, don't text you. I said, don't text me. 
Oh, and God. Sure enough, he takes, I did. It's not funny. People, it's not funny. It's not funny. But it's I not, knew but it was like, it's he said, but, I, but if I commit suicide. And then sure enough, when I went upstairs, he was like, I was contemplating taking two belts and hanging myself over the balcony. And that's when I think that Monday or Tuesday, I contacted our landlord and I said, I have to leave. You got to go. You got to go. I said I had to leave. MC Tasha, that's when you know it's not good for yourself because you've got been through. So, were you open with besides your sister? Were you open with him about like the? Oh, he knew everything. Like he took my mother's. I know if you are listening that you took my mother's <laughs> necklace out my closet, out the jewelry box, because it doesn't miraculously just disappear. No, I'll, I'll that, call him out. That, that's the lack of consideration. Yeah. That's he, the lack of support. He took, hold on, he took the battery out my computer. And this is before I even left. Like he would do like random stuff. Like here's a funny, like here's a funny that last last comment we put all over social media now doesn't age well (laughs) about me stealing shoelaces and shit. Oh no, no, it it gets he he we I did the bake, but mind you, even though we were in a house and weren't sleeping in the same room, I still Mm -hmm. made food and I still offered it to him. Right. And I never forget, I made like the giant baked potatoes. And so I made all baked potatoes. I had the stuff out for the kids. And so I had asked him, I was like, hey, do you want a baked potato? And he was like, no, I'm good. So I told the kids to, you know, clean up the kitchen and put everything up. Nobody was talking to him in the house just to let you know. The kids just walked past him like he wasn't even there. And sure enough, he texts me. Mind you, we are in the house together. That's what used to make me mad is he used to text me all the time. I don't I don't even I don't even want to be triggered by my 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 cohabitation situation that, that that that's a similar trait. I'm like and I don't even have a huge apartment. It's 748 feet of one bedroom. Yeah, three floors. <laughs> floors. And he texts me talking about the kids ate the kids ate my potato. I said, yeah. <laughs> Hold on, y'all. I was like, nobody you ate it. Asked them, did they split it? Okay. So I was like, they didn't. I was like, it's still there. He was like, no, it's not. So I had the kids. I was like, where is this potato at? I was like, I was like, mom, everything was still on the stove. Like we washed the dishes, we put everything up, and I was like, just double check. And they were like, mom, I don't know. Nobody threw it away because he was like, they threw my potato away. I said, like, he was like, your daughter threw my potato away. I was like, ain't nobody threw the potato away. Tension in your household that's not needed. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's crazy. Everybody had so the way. So the way the kitchen is set up. Hold on, y'all about to laugh. The way the kitchen is set up. We had like the island that was in the middle, but it had like the bar. So the island is where the sink is and where the dishwasher is. And literally right behind the island, when you turn around, is the stove and the refrigerator. So the next day he goes to work and he sends me a picture and says, the potato was under the dishwasher. (laughs) Potatoes on roll. (laughs) You're right. We laughed because what the hell? So you're telling me the potato. How long was y'all together? Huh? How long was y'all together? We was together for almost three years. How long was y'all living together? For almost three years. Like we moved in. We were dating. When did like you seven, open seven your months. eyes? Huh? When did you open your eyes? When? <laughs> when did you open I, your eyes? Honestly, they were open like a couple of months after. And I was debating doing renewing the, the second lease. I was really wait, 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 wait. renewing the second lease. Like, Twan's like, see, I know the story. Twan's like, oh, we got to go back. Three yeah. years living together. Three years together, and you opened your eyes in the first two months, mm-hmm. and then you stayed for I another. I didn't want to be by myself. That's remember I was saying uh, that like yeah, my yeah, kids yeah, yeah. had just went to boarding school. I didn't want to be by myself because when I tell you, if you see, he's not my type. Is he a homosexual? Huh? Is he a homosexual? No, he wasn't a homosexual. No, no. Whose uh-huh. house was it? It was ours. We were both on the lease. Apartment. It was a townhouse. Townhouse. Okay. So no mortgage involved. No. Okay. All right. I mean, he just he just bent his emotion. He just bent your emotions against you. 
He did because mm -hmm. when I when I said I was leaving, the first thing he said, you said you would never leave. You oh, with the Ike Turner joint. Yeah, he said it. He, he promised like, that you would never anime leave. Promise you never leave. Yep. He was like, you promised me that you you would work things out. Was, I was there like, any, I was there ever a point you were scared to be around him? That's got to be weird, yo. It so. It wasn't like in fear. It was so it wasn't in fear of like you can see him because if you see him, I'd be like, I'm gonna be scared. I don't want to so see it him. It wasn't I, in fear of him hurting me because I've gripped him up and put him on the wall, like and put like it wasn't in fear of him hurting me. Yeah. Okay. It was just in fear of him, like the being irrational because mm -hmm. it happened one time and it was just so crazy how he's calling all his friends and telling everybody that I'm doing all this stuff. Like I said, he, he was telling them that I had somebody threatening him and he was scared to go home. I'm sitting here like, really? Like, really? And the thing with the place that we stayed in too, it was his friends. We were renting from his friends. She was out of state on the other side of didn't know that. Yeah. It was his friend's place. Okay. Yeah. She she didn't cause she she moved to a different city mm. and she wasn't gonna be there anytime soon. And she was having issues, you know, as far as renting it out. Mm. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Well glad you say I'm I'm glad you said I, I woke up, I grew up that it was it it was it hurt because that's when I realized that I am the reason why my not I meaning is my fault but I'm not saying anything I'm not speaking my truth I'm not communicating I'm not saying that it's done when it should have been like I said it was done right before we moved in together and, and I if, if I had to say anything that I wish she had it did different was that I wish she would have just left and just been done with me. Mm -hmm. And I told her that a lot of that crazy that she had to deal with was because she was one foot in, one foot out, and she wasn't being honest about it. You know, mm -hmm. one of the, the coming to Jesus moments that we had in our conversation was, yo, I just need you to admit that you were mad and you were punishing me. Okay. You know, she's she, a part of her was punishing me. She was flourishing and living her life, you know, making sure I had pure view of it. <laughs> um, and I had to accept a life without her. But then she'd be, I think I remember I said she was there, but then she won't there, but she'd be there. She'd be there sometimes. And in those times she was there, everything felt like the beginning again. But it was almost like, going to your mom's house for the weekend and knowing you got to go back to your dad's. Like, ooh. Uh, right? Because it's over. Right? She, she gets the little fix and then it's a wrap. So when you guys are done, be done. That's and, true. and make that decision for yourself, not for anybody else. Do it for yourself because you're not helping the person who can't unattach. You're just enabling that behavior. What about you, Robin? Any any toxicness? I think she would have killed them. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm about to look around Maryland for like holes. Don't do it. Like like she dig holes. Like there was a problem, but we took care of it. But we took care of it, right? <laughs> <laughs> we took care of that. Period. <laughs> So like, I'm, I'm scared to trip over just a, a lump of dirt around my neighborhood. Like, <laughs> what you say, Robin? So, no, listening to both of you talking, I was like, I can't wait till I get to chime in. So, definitely, you know, not to the extent of probably what you've gone through, but to the extent. But I just want to say something, um, Twan, when you just mentioned like emotions and um, just even being emotional. So, for me, like, I have such a guard up with me in relationships and. I'm a guarded person, so it's hard for me to let somebody in and for me to really be vulnerable. So my situation that I'm currently in with my other half, um, he's a love from or somebody I've dated a past, um, uh, I guess, um, relationship, talked, whatever it was then. Um, and I wasn't ready to receive him because of that. Um, now, 
it's so funny because I'm reflecting while I hear you talk and I'm like, now I'm so like vulnerable and my guard is down and now I have all these emotions. So even if it's the littlest thing, which is not major, I have a reaction. Whereas before I didn't, and that's just me showing myself like, wow, I'm allowed this person to really like, he's got me, he's got me there. Like I'm telling you, this man could probably do something. I probably would like cry and he's never seen me cry, but he would probably be like, Oh my God, like she has a heart. She cries. A lot of people think I am evil, you know, like that. You're I just nice. don't care. Huh? I said you're nice. But I that's that's things. dope. That's dope that you that you that you're there. And yeah. I would caution just with with emotions being. Uh, I, well, see, for you, I don't think emotions is a new feeling. I think you just determine who gets them. Exactly. For me, at yeah. that time, feeling and allowing myself to feel was, mm-hmm. was new, like brand new. And I'm in my. I'm in my thirties. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm yeah. I'm feeling for the first time. I'm allowing myself to be in the feeling instead of just burying it all down, strapping yeah. on my Kevlar, and you know walking back out like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. You know? So like with my son's father, we had it was a lot of emotions. It was a lot. That relationship was a lot, and I didn't even like this man. Did not want to be with this man, but it's like here we're having a baby. Let's make the most of this. And at the end of the day, I took, like, I had to walk away because it was so toxic. Like, it was a toxic relationship. And I'll admit to everyone on here, like, I physically attacked this man several times, even while I was pregnant. Because, like, those pregnancy hormones got to me. That's a whole nother level of emotions (laughs) when you're pregnant. And then when you're finding out that somebody is entertaining other females, like, I always, for me, cheating doesn't always have to be sexually. It's, it's another emotion yep. you have with somebody else. That's a connection that you're not having with me. And I flew off the, the handle. Huh? Can we talk about the attack? <laughs> yeah, we can talk about it. Let's talk Let's... about it on part two, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very open with the attack. I'm very uh, All right. So we're going to. Was gonna... it with the hands? <laughs> it was. Closed and open. All right. We, we are going to come back to that. Ask about part anything. two. So <laughs> let's let's in part one let our sponsors say what they need to say, and then we'll come back in part two about uh Robin O'Pan. Robin and those things. Yeah, yeah. All right, so all right, you guys, we will be back. All right. Hey, Disaster Dating listeners. I know you guys may have heard me um, mention this brand before, but if you haven't checked out Love Accordingly Clothing on IG, you're definitely missing out. So right now, go to love underscore accordingly 215 on IG and place your order and tell them you listen to the Disaster Dating 101 podcast and you will save 20% off of your first order. The quality is great and you're getting a discount, 20% off. That was love underscore accordingly 215. I know you guys won't be disappointed. So check them out now. Of growing pains. And in this corner, wearing the Savage Fenty and the Riri lip gloss is popping put them hands up these hands is buy one get one free rated e for everyone Robin, you don't want no smoke (laughs) oh my god so i always say that i'm not the one or the two you do not want no smoke like i am the sweetest person ever do not cross me (laughs) like when you cross me it's the issue so, oh my god! All right, little scrappy, we got we got here about when you put some. You hands. put the paws on. I put the paws, oh. and let me just say this: like you know, I know I'm saying this like with like <laughs> like a smile on my face and stuff. At the time, I wasn't happy. At the time, I wasn't happy in this relationship. I do not condone. First of all, putting hands we on anybody. We do not. We, we do, do not, not condone. Okay, that's 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 what that's, that's, that's to say this. Um, we do not condone the use of violence between the love between black men and black women. That is men At putting all. their hands on women, women putting their hands on men. Period. We do I not condone do not none condone. of this. I do not promote it. I don't But in our non-sanctified it. days, Robin. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully my story will help somebody out there to be like, oh, I wasn't, you know, I'm not alone or whatever. But um, it's, uh, it's a story, but long story short, um, yeah, I was with my son's father, found out he was so 
dealing with his ex and that woman intuition kicked in. Um, lo and behold, I'm pregnant going into like my fifth month. She calls my phone and he's actually there um, while um, she's calling because she was blocking her number. And so finally he unblocked and he was like, oh, that's such and such. So I was like, oh, is it? But the crazy thing is, let me just backtrack a little bit. So his birthday is September 30th. Oh, so I took him to Libra. Ocean Air. I, a Libra. And my new boo's a Libra too. September Libra. He got too much Virgo in him. <laughs> <laughs> he got too so, much Virgo in him. September 30th, I took him to Ocean Air because I was like, okay, you know, we're really going to do this because I was that independent. Like, you know, I'm pregnant. I can do this on my own. I make good money. Well, woo, woo, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, I don't need a man for anything. That's the motto I've always been on. <laughs> like, if I could have asexual reproduction, that's how my child would have got here. Like, I would have been fine <laughs> with that. <laughs> that's another story because I just feel like I'm so that independent type person. But that's another story for another day. So, the, the female intuition, I felt it brewing because I'm like, I just, like his family does a lot of talking and I knew his ex was so kind of like somewhere in the picture because as soon as they broke up, he and I started talking. So I was like, come clean. You know, I just feel like you might still be dealing with her, you know, maybe not so much sexually, but like still entertaining her. No, it's about me. It's about the baby. You know, this is the family we're on. I'm like, still, come clean. I just feel it. Like, I just feel something in my spirit. Like, we can talk about it. We can, because I'm a therapist, we can process it. You know, like, I won't, like, I'll be a little maybe disappointed, but, you know, we'll work on it. No, no, no. October 1st hits, where I lived in Silver Spring, we're in my apartment, all in the bed. I keep getting blocked numbers. For those who know me know that I don't care what number pops up, block, whatever. I don't answer my phone. You're either going to have to send me a text or leave me a voice message. So I was like, Block numbers. I still didn't think anything of it. And so it was back to back to back. Y'all, it was like 15 block number calls. I'm like, and I was trying to think, like, well, who is calling me block? So finally the number, and he's just like sitting in the bed, laying in the bed, like, <laughs> like looking dumbfounded. Finally, the number unblocks itself. 240 for those Maryland people. 240. I'm like, 240. Goes back to back. He was like, oh, that's such and such. Is it? Answer the phone. Wow. Hello? So mind you, at the time when I was pregnant, I was 31, um, going to be 32. So his ex was almost 50. No lie to you. She was older. And my, his, let's see. Yeah. So my ex is like, he's four years older than me. So he was like, what if I said, so he's about to be 35. At the, he was 35. At the, just turned 35 that the day before. So yeah, he just turned She was 50? I'm, I'm listening. They are working on his retirement. Okay. <laughs> So they had lived together um, prior to that or whatever. And so he was in the process of buying a house when I was pregnant with my son. So he lived with her, didn't pay her anything. So let's just, that's like a whole backstory. So I was like, oh, that's why you got your little older woman. So you don't have to do anything. So she was, and she was like, hi, Robin, this is such and such. You may not know me, but like, I'm also, you know, his friend. So I'm just listening on the phone and I heard you're pregnant. Congratulations. So now I'm <laughs> Yo. I'm looking at him and I was like, she like, first of all, you got my number. She's like, he's playing both of us. Cause you know, when he went to Vegas, he had got me this necklace and stuff. And, and I'm thinking like, oh, you went to Vegas. You ain't get me nothing, but you got the baby some booties, but you spinning it on her. So he's in the background calling her all types of fat bees and ugly. I said, oh, she fat now. She's ugly. <laughs> so he grabs my phone and it's like literally cussing her out. But I'm like, now you have this energy to cuss her out. But she was like, he was just at my house. She was like, you know, when he was going to see the houses and stuff, she said, when you even had your doctor's appointment, he was supposed to be there because your mom came in town. I was with him. I was in the car and he told me to be quiet. And I went with him to go look at this house. Like when I say y'all, my whole everything, I lost it because at this point I was starting, I didn't, wasn't in love with him but I was starting to get those feelings for him like I was having I had those emotions and on top of being pregnant which is another type of emotions when I say y'all it broke me down and it and that's when I just started swinging swinging like I hate you swinging I locked myself in the bathroom crying swinging then he's like no I was like get out my place get out my place like it was too much like the girl then she was sending pictures of her and I'm like you 50 like you like we have such a like this is what you're doing was she fat was she she was she was okay. fat and light skin, but she was cute. She was pretty though. She was attractive. I give her her props. But um, yes, yeah, it's so like was like. Did it, did it, was it like water thrown on him first? Did you beat him with a belt? No, I didn't have anything. Well, it had, 
<laughs> I saw this John in the video where she he was asleep and she just took a whole like crock pot of water, threw it on him, and then started beating his ass with a well, belt. Let me tell you, if he was in the bed sleep, honestly, and then being pregnant, I probably would have got a frying pan, probably would have cooked some grits, something. I probably would have been. Like, you put like baby oil on the shower floor, no shit, right? And it just <laughs> slip and slide. But then after, like, I was so distraught. And then so from the back of my mind is I kept going further along in the pregnancy, further along. But I was like, let me still stick this out because I have a child now. Like, so that was my thing. Like, let me, had I not been pregnant, I already would have been like, <laughs> bye. But I'm like, let me, my thing was like, I don't want to get out of this relationship without me saying that for myself that I at least tried. But then it started becoming toxic because Every time we were around, and then he asked me to move in him when he closed on the house, and I moved in. I moved in. The parents were like, you shouldn't have moved in. And my mom was like, you're not happy, but trying to just see if this is going to work. Well, needless to say, it didn't work, and more butt whoopings happened, and it was me always being the aggressor, and I'm so glad I can say that he never put his hands on me. Um, and I say this to say because some people always think like, oh, you know, you attack somebody, you're going to get smacked back, and that is the case. That can't happen. Thank goodness in my case, it didn't happen because I don't know. You know, why we, do you I, think he could have called the police on me? You know, why do you and think he, been arrested? Why do you think he let you beat on him? Honestly, I I really don't know, but I really think it was the fact that he probably might have thought I could have flipped it on him, like too, like to be like, oh, make him out as the aggressor and not myself. And then like if he takes that part, like, oh, another black, because we've kind of had this talk recently so at the time i was like oh but that's kind of why he was just like you know what he so what he like, said? Mm-hmm. yeah he's like oh i always feel like he was like not to say that he wouldn't have but he was like it's not so many times you're gonna keep putting your hands on me is what he was thinking we actually had like a heart to heart about this um because he was like why aren't we together so we had to like backtrack but he was like um yeah because that could have happened and also there was a so there was a gun in the household so two Long story, when I was moving out, I had called the police to make it a a good move out because right before I was moving out, he was, the gun was always on my side um, and it was loaded. It was always on my side of the bedroom. So when I was moving out that week, when I was moving out, like he would make gestures to me, like, like, like he's shooting me or whatever. So I'm like, all right, this is, I don't know how this is going to go because now I'm leaving. Mind you, he kicked me and my child out, but that's another story for another day. He kicked us out. I got non-emergency to come. It was like a big mess, um, very dramatic, um, to come to move us out. And I was like, he's really hurt right now because now he keeps thinking my family is leaving. And then my son was, he wasn't even a year old yet. Like he was like 10 months. And so I was like, I don't trust how this is going to go because of emotions. Emotions are strong right now. And I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen for my best interest. I need to get this gun confiscated. So I got the gun removed and he was like trying to like, push my buttons, push my buttons. And in my mind, I wanted to like go on them again. But I was like, I had to like really pep talk myself down. Like Robin, you cannot continue to put your hands on this man because now the sheriff's office come and you, he says he attacked you and there's a gun here. Like this can get bigger now too because I have a child in the household. Like I work for the government and stuff like that. Guns, domestic violence, child, custody. out. That's a recipe for TMZ right there, boy. You be on. Yeah, you, you know, be on at six o'clock. You know, and the good thing for most, of, I'm very open about this story with people. Like, I don't hide this story, you know. But it goes back to kind of similar when we were off camera talking. Um, of course, I won't share that. But like, how people don't know what you really go to because for the most part, I'm a happy person. You know, I'm happy. I smile. Really, what you see is what you get. But during that year and a half, I was miserable. I was. The wars are real inside, folks, yo. Huh? The wars inside of folks are real. Yeah, it's very are. real. And you know, I would still go of all my girlfriends. So in that sense, I never in past relationships when I was younger, like when I get in a new relationship, I'm like, oh, forget my friends. I got my boo. You know, but like in this situation, like I always kept my friends still near and I let them know what was going on. I even went to therapy. He and I even went to therapy. Like, you know, because he he made it was like, Well, you have the problem, you have the problem. And I'm like, Well, I'm accountable for my ass, but you got to be accountable for some things too. Granted, you're not physically attacking me, but like it's issues too that if we're going to make this work that we have to address. And honestly, for the three sessions we went to, I was like, it's not even worth it. I'm like, I'm not even married to you. And I t- I'm like, I don't love you. Like, I'm not even attracted to you anymore. Like anything that I feel, you're just my son's father. 
And he tells me to this day, I mean, we're the, ironically, we're the best of co-parents now. It was growth on our part, a lot of healing. But mm -hmm. he always told me in the relationship, dating me was like dating a guy. Like, because he's like, I'm so nonchalant, I'm so hardcore. I don't show any type of emotion. I don't, like, it's just real, like, cut and dry with me. Like, like how we joked around, like, yeah, you don't want this smoke. Because, right. like, I've always, like, I think, for me, I've always had my dad, like, as my protector. My dad is my protector, my backbone, my go-to for everything. It's like, when he died in 2011, it's like, a part of me just left. Like, he was my go-to also. I'm like, when I date these guys and stuff, I really could care less because in my eyes, I'm like, you're not my dad. <laughs> you're not my dad. You can never be my dad. You can never provide for me like how my father did. You can never give me that love and care that my dad gave. So when something goes left, like it's really hard for me to handle it. And I, I just continue to put this guard up, this guard up. And so in my new relationship now, like I find myself being so vulnerable and so open to him that it's scary. Like I almost feel myself in a bit of a little submission. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that first time you realize that first time you realize that you like there is no guardrails like there's no no armor to, to pierce through that mm -hmm. shit is scary you know what i'm saying like a new school scary you it's know what i'm so saying scary for me right now like in this moment even as today it's scary because like me and my little significant we were texting and i'm like oh my god like with my son's father and i don't ever want to compare that and um, for a situation, but I just look at that situation, how I would pop off with the mouth, like give attitude, give sass and give them hands. <laughs> this new relationship, I don't would never dare. And sometimes I don't like, I really filter what I say. Like I don't give him what I've used, been used to give other people I've dated. And that is scary to me, y'all. Like, no, growth. I, I, I don't <laughs> know the feeling. Gross, girl, growth. Yeah, I, like, I know the feeling too, because even with me, it's like I let my guard down. You know, I'm very, I'm very open. Um, in in this relationship, this is therapeutic right now. Yeah, no, it that's that's why we have disaster dating. See, and say to let y'all know the psychopath therapist needs therapeutic. You know, <laughs> who who cares for the strong people? Who cares? Know? And I literally had this conversation with my mom earlier today. And I was like, mom, I'm always so tired of being strong. Like, you know, like I'm strong for this person, that person, my clients here, my child, for everybody. I'm like, I literally, like right now, I wish my boo thing was over here just like holding me. Like, I just want to be held sometimes and just crying. That's all I kept thinking today is like, I just want so to. For all my <laughs> visual learners, right? Here's a cup, right? This cup mm -hmm. is your love, right? As you can see, this cup, it's not full. So every time I pour out of this cup into you, guess what happens to this cup? It gets low. You should never pour into somebody into this cup is overflowing. Yep. It took me 20 some years to learn that. Yep. You can get what's left after my cup is full. And I implore all of my people out there. To make sure your cup is full before you start running into these relationships. That's before true. you start telling yourself I'm a relationship type. Before you start telling yourself that you're pledging to some loyalty that's not even yours yet. Yep. Okay? Make sure that cup is filled first. And some people believe their cup is until you get in a relationship. Relationships and, don't enhance it. Don't yep. enhance you when you're broken. It breaks you down even more. It breaks you down. And that's why you have to be emotionally available to be open and to accept it. So that goes back into when I was like, I wasn't ready to receive this person four years ago because I still had this stuff going with my son's father. We were at a co-parenting place and we were broken up and stuff, but it's like going through custody and all this other stuff, just finish that it's stuff, like court. Believe me, That's I draining it's, for it's people who's been, lot. like, it's draining. And then me moving from Maryland to Virginia, it's the thing where you have to get um jurisdiction and having to do lawyers. Like, it was so exhausting. And I'm like, we dated for eight months and he, you know, was really wanting to pursue me hard. And we had fun, but, like, my son was, like, three. And I'm like, I can't give you... Yep. what you're requiring of me and i really had to like walk away you know and i had to realize like i'm not emotionally available for this relationship that's like, why i waited so long after i had my daughter um you know i i dated i will say that i wasn't single but i did as far as getting mm -hmm. into anything serious 
while while my daughter was younger, I was like, no. But I will say the hardest thing for me, you know, give not being in something serious and you know waiting for my kids to get a little bit older Mm -hmm. it was harder for me to dive back in because it's like hold on like (laughs) I'm so used to you gotta leave at a certain time you gotta do this you gotta do that you can't be here when the lights come on you gotta go (laughs) like you gotta go you know and not introducing my kids to people and now it's like okay how do you do this so even with my ex that was brand that was the first like i said the first time that i had dealt with somebody like that on a serious level with my kids yeah and even afterwards it's like you know at first I, I at first i let it get to me but then i'm like no things happen you know even my son has helped me my my son thinks that i'm the best parent as far as when it comes to his dad and stuff, he's like, I love the relationship that you two have. And I'm like, if you knew, like you said, if you knew what it was before, you knew what it was. And, you know, sadly, you know, like my son, like he knows not because he was a baby when that stuff went up. But the thing is, it's hard when you're talking to other people, like sometimes realizing like your kids are around. So they're sponges, they hear everything. So then it was like, well, daddy, you made mommy cry. And mommy, like you, you fought daddy but I'm really real with him to let him know like you know mommy wasn't in a good place you know this like I don't like you know how I talk to Carter (laughs) like it's very like very real maybe too real but I let him know when he's growing up shouldn't nobody ever do this to you and nor should you ever do this to anybody you know mommy made a mistake that she you know definitely apologizes for all the time like literally asking for forgiveness started going back to church because I lost who I was as a person and that was the first time and for my mom and my family to be like she could I feel I'm about to get emotional like to tell that she was she didn't she was like I see you're not yourself like this is not my daughter she was like you are so unhappy she was like I was like Lord she does not love this man and she was like if your father was still alive I know this wouldn't even go down you know and it's just like you know how you feel, but when other people can see you're not happy, yep. and I'm such a happy person, like, yeah. y'all broke me, broke me, even when I moved out here, still broken, still yeah. broken. I think I'm finally, like, well, I think I know, like, <laughs> I'm finally in my good, happy place, you know, and it's, it, it doesn't happen overnight, you know, it doesn't no, happen. No. And, and sometimes, you know, and that kind of, um, that might this might be a topic for now or later, you know. But then you gotta look, take a look at that baggage, right? Like you look at these relationships. Who paid the taxes for that? Yep. Yeah. Right. Who paid the taxes for that? Yep. And I that was always the thing. I could tell you that with most men, we are some tax collector motherfuckers. Yes. Yes. Right. You guys yes, are. But here it is. It's not emotional. Mm-hmm. It's not emotional. It's it's fear based because I don't want to feel like that again. That's really all it is. It's just yeah. as simple as I don't want to feel like that again. Yeah. That that hurt. That Ooh, hurt. I don't want that. Right? I don't want that hurt. And I don't want so, that level of toxic. <laughs> right. So let's let's so let's armor up. I'll say it all the time. We'll 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 strap on armor like we're going in a street war. Quick fast. Yeah. Yep. Shit can happen. It can happen when you sitting there. <sighs> Many times I done shut down in conversations. And I was I was bad. I would just put headphones on. Oh. That was my thing. If I didn't want to be there in that moment, I just put headphones on. Twan, I would do the same thing. This man called, my son's father called my mother and was like, She's just in this house and she doesn't communicate. My mom was like, Well, clearly she don't want to talk to you. <laughs> like if she not saying like I ex used to do that and I, I didn't have a word man. I didn't have a word to communicate with headphones and ignore me and and just oh, I'd blast the music up like I'd have it like I'm on the like... one level of the house and I would have it blasting. You know what though my 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 shutdown would have no bounds. We'll get into something in front of her parents, and I'll just put my headphones on. Oh gosh, you know how how you think they looking at me right now? Right, right. But what they don't understand is, I did not know how to say, I'm not in a space 
to say anything positive or I don't have the capacity to love you right now. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to say that. All I know is this shit is getting heavy and I don't want it. Don't want it. Don't want it, nor do I require the need for it. Yeah. So, whoop. Oh, I can't, I can't do no right. Nope. I'm shut down. You know, oh, uh, I said the wrong thing. Won't say nothing else. Right? We 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 look at the behavior and we still focus on how it made you feel, but you're not acknowledging the reason or why. Because you don't know how to you don't have the tools to know what it sounds like, and I don't have the tools to know what to say. That's true. Okay. So we all lost out here trying to figure this shit out. Yeah. So- so Twan, let's let's all try to recap. And um as as much as I don't want to, as I always say, gotta try to end this. So what would you say? I mean, you know, happened. some of these podcasts are longer than an hour. Just... I know, I know, but we we, we promise we promise a lie. Got my gigabytes looking all heavy and shit for these chunky ass files they uploading. I know, right? We, we, we out here being good with these diet, these diet podcast episodes. Just yeah, enough. I know, I know, but what what would you say just to recap the episode and everything, Twan? Since you are talking now, just give us you know your recap. Um. No one's going to randomly fall in love with you. If you want to be in a, a loving relationship, you have to talk to people. You have to meet people and, and go on dates. You can't just make sad posts about your love life on social media. Mm-hmm. And you have to be, you can't be scared to fail. Oh, I love that. Yeah. You know, we, we, we grow in our mind what it looks like. And we'll fight for the false image more than we'll fight for the reality. That's true. true. Right? And unfortunately for a lot of us, it's going to take being broken to be healed. Mm -hmm. So I hope that all my people listening today find a reason to not remain broken in whatever it is in your life. What about you, Robin? piggyback off of what he said that was on point but I always tell people to when trying to, when wanting to find love or looking to start dating um, let's get there dating and then love to write down what you want your pros that you want and your cons that you you know that you know you don't want like your deal breakers your non-negotiables like literally write a list down and I feel like when you're dating, it's only, it is like an interview. You know, you're asking questions. It goes back to that communication. You have to communicate. Like, it can't just be like, oh, he's got money, he's good looking, or vice versa. Like, you really got to know what you're getting yourself into. And if you want to get yourself in there, know if he's, you know, honestly, family history. You don't need to know all of it on the first date, you know. But know if he gets along with his family, if he talks to his family, if he has kids, how are the relationships with the kid's mother or, you know, the kid's father, because in a relationship, let me tell you, all of that, if you continue to pursue it, it's going to come out. So just know what you're willing to put up with or what you can, because it might trigger you something that they're going through or gone through. It might pull up something in your past. That's your trigger. Don't ignore the flags. (laughs) Exactly. Don't Don't ignore ignore the flags. So that's, that's my biggest thing. What about about you? What about you, T? I was gonna I was gonna say that I'm happy you ended it that way. Know the space that you're in. Yep. Don't don't go into it because of whatever your situation is. You may feel pressure. Some people, you know, you feel lonely and you feel like you're too old. Cause I find now a lot of people feel like, oh, I'm this age. I gotta get into a relationship. I gotta do this. And we are so quick to jump into something. You know, I I literally cringe when people say, I'm a relationship type. I'm just better in a relationship. relationship Know know the space that you're in, you know, mentally. And and I do suggest therapy. Like, make sure you're prepared and you're ready. Like, you're ready 
and and understand that people aren't going to react and respond the way that we want them to act and respond exactly know what you can take know when those red flags come if it feels like a red flag it was a red it is and keep it moving it's no sense to trying to make it work because you cannot make people change hey real quick for everybody who felt attacked by my social media comment let me just say this okay if you gonna complain about your shitty person on your in your life do that shit in your diary okay so no one could judge your ass when you get back Afterwards, with them for the hundred times. Right, maybe I'll look at that because I know somebody. They probably don't listen to the podcast, and this one ain't live. So I may I can I can say it. I swear I didn't watch them break up with their husband. I didn't see the family get into the comments with the husband, and I was like, oh, it's over. Now they all look at us, look at our family, and I'm like. That's not- yeah. Yeah. I won't. I won't. I can't judge you if I don't know about it. Right. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Okay. So, how can we find you, Twine? You can find me on IG. My shit is pure comedy. Remember, it's all shits and giggles until someone giggles and shits. <laughs> what about you, Robin? Robin R O B Y and underscore two seventeen. All right, and you can find me at Natasha Renee underscore the creator, and you can find us Disaster Dating at Disaster Dating One Hundred One Podcast on IG. It's Twitter. It is Disaster Date One Hundred One, and we are on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Google mm. Podcast, mm. iHeartRadio, ah. Anchor, ah, go on, Audible, what, Amazon Music. Amazon, you still got $99 y'all spending every month. Yes, yes. you can listen to us. Yo. And I want to thank you guys for listening. Also, again, we have the bonus episode. So to this episode on YouTube only is actually the first part, which is sending my love. And y'all can hear my vocals on there too. Yes. I need to go on Facebook because when I shared it originally, it's like still up there. I never took it down. <laughs> oh, gosh. I know. I said I was going to delete it, too. So we're going to have to delete the ones on Facebook. And again, you guys, please like, share, comment. Let us know how we are doing. And thank you so, so, so much for listening. I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Good night.